Welcome to Divorce Dialogues. I'm Katherine Miller. Divorce Dialogues brings expert guests to the airways to talk through your divorce questions and fill in the gray areas about separating. From thinking about divorce, to how to behave during divorce, to what to do after, this is Divorce Dialogues. Welcome to Dialogue on Divorce. I'm Catherine Miller, the founder of the Miller Law Group and Miller Law Group and director of the Center for Understanding in Conflict. And my guest today is Gloria De Catano. She's the founder and CEO of the Parent Coaching Institute and Parent Coaching International. She's also an acclaimed educator, author, and speaker who originated parent coaching as a profession in 2000. Today, the Parent Coach Certification Training Program and the PCI Coaching Model she developed are used throughout the world to train and certify parent coaches. Welcome, Gloria. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you, Catherine. It's a pleasure to be here with you. And what is parent coaching? I think that it sounds great. I think many parents could use coaching. And so give us an idea of what it actually is and how it helps. Well, Catherine, let me backtrack a little bit to my own divorce, and I see that, you know, your divorce had uh, propelled you to do this service for parents who are trying to manage a divorce, and that uh, my own divorce propelled me to make some life changes with my career. As a, first, I was a teacher and then a school district administrator. After my divorce, I started consulting more with parents and realized Oh my gosh, there is so much research out there in the business world that supports a strength-based approach that we don't have in a systematic way in family support. And so that was the beginning of a coaching model. I was talking to a business coach uh, trying to figure out how to expand my consulting work or support parents in new ways after my divorce. And, you know, he said, gosh, when I work with corporations, they tell me the workshop model is dead. And I go, what do you mean the workshop model is dead? He says, well, they all corporations now uh, that he was working with as a business consultant um, were following up coaching for their teams and their HR departments. And I thought, oh, my gosh, parents could use this service of coaching. And at that time, Google did not exist. And AltaVista and Excite <laughs> were, were the search engines, right? And there was nothing out there on parent coaching or parenting coach. And I'm with you. I want a parent to feel whole. I love that you say, you know, your podcast is for those who can emerge from divorce whole, dignified and free. And as an educator, I always address the whole child. And I want it to address the whole parent in our coaching model. And that's why we call it parent coaching. We're looking at and supporting the whole person who is the parent through a systematic series of inquiry over 8 to 12 coaching sessions. So taking life and business coaching and adapting it for parent issues, any any issue really, because it's the parent who understands the situation and the context and the strengths. And we're there as guides, questioners, curiosity provokers, supporting educators and family support people who want a coaching model. And that's basically, in a nutshell, uh, what the Coaching Institute is about. Clara, how old were your children when you got divorced? 
two and four. Mine were very young also. And, and I'm wondering, what were your yearnings? Like, what led you to say, wow, I wish there was some place that I could get support about this or that there would be the kind of support, oh, you know? Catherine, the chaos, the, the, you know, you say disorienting, this whole level of the rug is out from under you and dealing with a contentious divorce of not nice ex-husbands, dealing with different parenting style when the boys would go to his place. And as an educator, you know, I know the research and I'm pulling my hair out in terms of, oh my God, what is this going to be doing to my kids? And I think after two or three years of that, we finally were able to get, at that time, collaborative mediation was not as big as it is now. You know, I had a divorce, a wonderful divorce attorney, but she wasn't doing any kind of mediation with a couple. That wasn't as big as it is now. But I did seek uh, our own family therapy, and I bit the bullet in a sense and went into therapy with my ex-husband. And that was really, really helpful. And I think for for me, what it was is a next level of individualization is to say, you know, I kind of put all my eggs in this basket with this man and I need to stand on my own now and uh, be an individual. And of course, we individuate before we find our mate. And then I think there's an individuation process during the process of being with uh, someone. And this was clear for me. I said, okay, tap into what I know and my strengths. And one of them is, is creative ideas. And so that really supported me and helped me. Um, and then I thought, well, how how can how can that transfer to parents outside of the traditional family education model? <clears throat> Parent uh, books and and uh, many of them are fabulous. A lot of them are telling what to do too much, and that was another thing I learned from the corporate world. No, no telling, uh, inviting. You know, let's not tell people what to do because they won't do it. And gosh, the family parent education model uh, is moving out of that telling, but at the time it was pretty steeped in it. I love coaching because it's invitational. You know, it's like, what about, let's explore this, let's try this. And it's engaging the parents' creativity and innovative ideas that they have, endless possibilities, you know, for that. Well, it sounds like what your your programs are really focused on discovery, each person discovering what works for them and learning it for themselves from that own sort of experiential place rather than from a textbook or from you lecturing them, you know, telling them what to do. Is that right? That's part of it. That's a big part of it. And also, with my background in my research and what I know, I'm not going to withhold important information about, you know, a brain-compatible way of, of doing a parenting strategy or thinking about what what we know works in the research for supporting children at different ages and stages of development. I'll share, but it's how we share in the coaching model that's so powerful, I think, because we're sharing and we're looking at, okay, how could this work in your context? in your personal situation. So coaching is very personalized to the unique needs of the parent, of the family, of the children. And then you see, you know, quick changes. You see rapid, efficient changes. 
What I had been interested in after my divorce, it was really interesting. I started dating frantically. I don't know if if a lot of women do that or you hear about that, but I I didn't want to be a single mother and my friends were a little worried about me. And I finally thought, I can't keep doing this. This is ridiculous, you know. And and that's when I was starting a new individuation process and I uh I, I decided to take a workshop, a year-long workshop with a psychiatrist in our Seattle area who wrote a book called The Creative Imperative. And he selected about 10 people, 10 to 12 people to go through 10 weekends in the course of a year to learn more about their style, their creativity, and support their growth in different ways. Anyway, I just said, okay, I'm done with men, you know, and I'll do this for myself. And it was the best thing. It introduced me to systems thinking and um, particularly living systems. And that really influenced my work with families because we as humans are systems. We're living systems. We're not machines. And in our tech world, we can get into, you know, a mechanistic mindset or paradigm that, oh, we ought to be doing this, or, or we got to push ourselves, or we got to do more. And, and there's this strong paradox that we talk about at the Parent Coaching Institute is, you know, your self-care, and if you want to call it self-nurturance to make it less, you know, that it isn't about you, but you can only do what you have the energy to do. And so there's this paradox that if you are nurturing yourself and taking stock of your own energy level and so forth and doing what will energize you, you'll be so much better for your children, of course. And that's sometimes a tough sell, especially for moms going through divorce who are working. And uh, it's a process, right, that they learn. This is Dialogue on Divorce. I'm Catherine Miller. We're here on WVOX 1460 AM every other Wednesday from 5 to 5.30. And we're also available as a podcast on the website, www.divorcedialogues.com, as well as on iTunes and SoundCloud. And I'm talking today with Gloria DeCatano, who's the founder of the Parent Coaching Institute and Parent Coach International, about parent coaching and how it can help. And also, Gloria DeCatano, about your own personal experience. And you use the word chaos to describe what it was like for you when you first were getting divorced and trying to figure out who you were and what you were going to do and how that was going to manage. And also the very different parenting styles between your household and your former husband's and the stress that you were under about what that was doing to your children and how you've learned from that, right? And it sounds like that some of the coaching work that you do with parents and that your institute teaches about is how to work together as a team, even coming from different places. And I think that is really wonderful work. Uh, how does that work and what kind of success do you have with that? I think it's so powerful for parents who are out of the contentious, you know, anger or blame issues, who can sit down and work together and negotiate a parenting plan, for instance. I developed a parenting styles uh, inventory that is based on the Jungian model of the four basic uh, personality styles. It is a very helpful tool for parents to at least Try to understand, you know, how they're perceiving their reality and how they're processing. And uh, we, 
uh, we might be whole people and work towards being whole, we do have propensities and it's very difficult to get out of our way of being. For instance, I'm a feeler and, you know, I, I can appreciate math and I, I pass calculus in high school, but I'm, I'm certainly not going to ever be an engineer. My high level of thinking is done in a different way because of, you know, just the construct. So, in a simple way, helping um, a divorced couple understand these fundamental shifts in how they're viewing life, how they view parenting through that lens of their own basic personality style is a wonderful first step. Helping them appreciate what the other is doing, even if it's an attempt, right? He's attempting this and he is explaining this in the way that he knows how. And so developing an appreciative lens is what we talk about. We use framework called appreciative inquiry, which has been used in businesses and community development since the 80s. It has a great track record. And what it is, is a four-stage process of going through and discovering, like we talked about earlier, discovering strengths and really getting clear on what you want and then designing uh, strategies based on your strengths. And this is a big thing because I've studied this for 20 years or more now, and I just came back from the Cooper Writer Center and studied a nine-month uh, AI practitioner certificate, AI appreciative inquiry, not artificial intelligence, and I and it's and there's so much still to learn. And what strikes me about it is that when we are confronted with challenges, most of the time we don't think about well, what are our strengths? What works here? What works for me to do this? I know in creating the Parent Coaching Institute, it's really difficult for me to always think about, well, where are my strengths? And, oh, you know, if I start with what I'm good at, the training or working on a book, or then some of these other more difficult things start falling into place because I have energy to look at them in a new way because I'm operating initially from my strengths. So helping a divorced couple start practicing engaging their strengths for their child or children for reducing stress, looking at how to support getting out of that chaos. We call, you know, this leverage idea, looking at the smallest thing you can do that will have the greatest impact. And that can be really powerful too. So there's different processes and ways to keep that appreciative lens going where you start the spiral, you know, of a a spiral upward rather than continually stay within this uh, contentious spiral that's sometimes you're trying to it goes down all the time and the, and we find we can keep it going upward with um, a strength-based approach using appreciative inquiry. You know, you said so much there to Gloria Date Catano because I really I think that oftentimes in couples and certainly in divorcing couples this is uh, exacerbated people are constantly feeling critical and criticized by the other parent. 
and the other spouse and that it is a downward spiral. And instead of seeing how we differ about things, you know, it becomes right versus wrong, not about style. And I think what you're talking about is is focusing really more on on what the style is and what you're trying to accomplish just in different ways as at least one step toward coming together as good co-parents. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. It really supports mutual understanding and it gets out of, uh, well, he's doing it that way. She likes to do it this way, this and, okay, you know, and there's a new, new respect, a new understanding that starts developing because this is, you know, this is how we view our coaches when they coach couples that have been divorced always are working to be objective, you know, and to really bring in both voices. Because the other part of this, Catherine, is that we tend to be fragmented. We go either or in our thinking. And what I love coming back to the systems thinking is a both and. We try as coaches to hold the whole of the reality, of the dream, of what is working, where the challenges are, of the good, of what isn't, the whole of their situation, W-H-O-L-E, rather than get as fragmented. Because when we're able, as a coach, to look at the whole, we can bring in thoughts or observations that they might not, you know, be experiencing. Or, you know, well, he did leave work early to pick your son up from, you know, the sports team when he got sick. Do you remember that, you know, that he did that? Oh, yeah, yeah, he did do that, yeah, okay. So, <laughs> so little pieces, so bringing, little yeah, steps. That's that next step in a, in a sense, when they can start seeing that there are attempts, and I guess part of that is is that thinking about the intentionality to make this work is there on both parties. This is Dialogue on Divorce on WVOX 1460 AM and also on DivorceDialogues.com as well as on iTunes and SoundCloud. And I'm talking today with Gloria DeCatano. She's the founder of the Parent Coaching Institute, and we're talking about parent coaching. And Gloria, where can people find more information about parent coaching and about you if they're interested? They can go to our website, the Parent Coaching Institute website. We have to www the pci.org is our U.S. institute. And then we also have Parent Coach International, uh, where we serve parents in over 20 countries now. We have PCI coaches. So we're growing in different countries as well. And I know that you're also, Gloria DeCatana, working on a book on positive core parenting. What is that? Okay, well, thank you. Um, it's actually a revision of one of my books, Parenting Well in a Media Age. And the positive core idea comes from appreciative inquiry. And what their definition of the positive core is, is where life is in the system. Where's the vitality? Where's the energy? What works? And when they go into a corporation, a business, they'll map the positive core. And, you know, for 13 years, I've been trying to revise this book and get a controlling structure for it to support parents that a lot of my work has been in technology, Catherine. And and so this is a book to support appreciative inquiry processes to support parents to grow that positive core in themselves, their children and their family living alongside of technology and not being addicted by it, but to use it as a tool for, for life. 
for the good of all of us. This might be a stupid question, but what is a positive core? So a positive core is an attitude or the energy. I'm defining it as the essence of the human. And in organizations, they might look at it. Like in an organization, it might be, okay, gosh, our managers are part of our positive core because they're so vital and they're so relational and they're loved by our employees. And that's part of our positive core in our organization. It's whatever is working well. And what I say is the thou-ness of who we are, the essence, in terms of it could be looked at, you know, the authentic self is one way to think about our positive core, the best in us, you know, that intentionality that our ex-husband or ex-wife has that we may not be seeing, right. um, they have a positive core. And so it sounds like a lot of your work is about working with people's strengths and what they have going for them, their personal styles, and looking to recognize in each other other strengths and styles rather than focusing on the ways on injury and, and hurt and trying to find a way to bridge the gap and work together, given your strengths and my strengths and how each of us works together to better co-parent our children. Yes, beautifully said, Catherine. And let me just imagine a listener is out there thinking, well, you know what? I'm really interested in Gloria's work, but there is no way I'm getting my ex on board with that. Is there a way for one person to do this on his or her own? Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. That actually is more the case, you know, because it is, it's rare. I mean, it's happening where the exes are talking to one another. But with one person, you know, it's like you can only control what you can control. And uh, this would drive me nuts, right? My ex-husband would be doing something with my kids and um, like taking them or seeing a movie I didn't want them to or whatever it was. Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, you know this, right? <laughs> Oh, my God. And so how do we come to peace with that? How do we work with them? When they came home from his house, I sat down with them. I made sure that I had time and space to talk with them. I went, oh, you did this with Daddy. Oh, and how was that movie? Or, well, let's talk about it. So that they uh, there was always this open dialogue, and I really tried to be nonjudgmental and talk and help them express themselves so they could understand it if there was fear or, you know, if I felt it was an inappropriate TV show or whatever. Mostly it was around that issue because that was my work and I I wanted to protect them as much as possible. But now they said, you know, Mom, it's okay. They're they're grown men now. Roger Rabbit didn't really didn't really (laughs) (laughs) make me a a bad person. Uh, yeah. So. And what did you do, Gloria de Catano, with your own feelings of anger that you were having to deal with that with your ex-husband? Well, that was where my therapy came in. And then the year that I did for myself, you know, I think I can speak for women, right, in divorce as a woman. And when I coach women who are going through divorce, let's start with you, you know, let's start with a positive core. And you're like, where is your energy? Where's your creativity? What do you want for you and your children? And that really helped me shift out of, I could get angry any day thinking about what he did or or what he continues to do or not do. That isn't going to be productive for my life. And I think we have to make a fundamental decision there. And then our secondary decisions will fall out. 
and helping moms especially make that fundamental decision for themselves uh, and come more to terms and peace with how are we going to deal with it. And the fundamental decision is to not nurture the anger, not go down that rabbit hole. Is that what you mean? Yes. The fundamental decision is to take care of me first, you, you, who you are, and the anger will erode you. It's helping your healing path and knowing it's it's intellectually we can know we don't have control over it, but our emotions are another thing. And getting the therapy, if it's needed, to heal this process. And um, I have a, a niece going through a divorce right now, and uh, it's hard for me to talk to her because she's belaboring what her ex is not doing or what he is doing. So she is keeping herself in a victim role. And um, every time I talk with her, I, I try to ask her questions to support that as long as she is focused on him, she is still, you know... It, She's in a big She's letting role. him control the situation. Yeah, he's in control. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much, Gloria DeCatano, for being our guest on Dialogue on Divorce. It's been really terrific to have you here on the show. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me, and thank you so much for all your great work on this.